When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, Village. Welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. Coming to you a bit downtrodden and dejected after a 3 2 defeat against Crystal Palace. Um, I, for one, first of all, just want to get one little uh, elephant out of the room, out of the way. I know my audio isn't going to be uh, anywhere near like it normally is. I am here in a, what you would call a mobile home at the moment. I decided to get away after the game and after I, I was in work today after the game. And then after that, I decided to get away, get it off my mind. So I've gone to the beach, gone to the seaside and I am uh, here, but I don't have my normal setup. And I have uh, just as normal set of headphones, so I do apologize in advance for my audio quality. But Paddy is here, and his audio quality, I'm sure, is going to be great. So you'll get all the insight from Paddy. But Paddy, how are you feeling after that game? A game that we we kind of went into with 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 a a good bit of optimism to try and finish off the season or to help kickstart our finish to the season, but it just didn't seem to be. No, uh, absolutely deflated after it. Now I've got to say. Uh, there was only one thing for it afterwards. I jumped in the car and went and got myself some Super Max ice cream because uh, <laughs> I, I, needed, I needed to cool down a little bit. So, yeah, that's what that's what I did straight after the game. So, uh, for those in the UK, Super Max ice cream is a different breed of ice cream. It's uh, it's got that. I, I don't even know how to put out, how to how to let you guys know, but Super Max is, is a restaurant chain. I'm going to call it a restaurant chain, fast food chain here in Ireland. And if you're ever in Ireland and you don't go in and get a curry chip, or else go in there and get a snack box from Super Max, you really haven't existed in the Irish stratosphere at all but their ice cream is absolutely super as well so uh, that was a good call Paddy good call to get yeah. uh, did the job get anyway I calmed, I calmed down a good bit after it so yeah yeah probably you had know. the hangover as well I'd say 
had the hangover yet. I did. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let's talk. Let's talk about the game. And guys, for any of you guys expecting a forty-minute one, and this one just don't have the energy to do it today, and and, and neither does Paddy. But we will be back with a with a preview full of effervescence again for the Spurs game um, on Wednesday. Uh, I think we might come back with a preview, maybe a short uh, one. Uh, we'll definitely be doing a team sheet tantrum anyway. I think I I, I think at some stage. Um, but let's talk about this game. Um, team sheet came out, Paddy. We were all pretty, pretty kind of surprised. I think in one end, one sense when we didn't see Tyrone Mings, but everything else seemed to be a small little bit, as they would say in the United States, it seemed to be a small bit chalk. What was your view on the actual team sheet itself, and do you think that had any bearing on on the performance today? Um, I don't, I don't think it had any bearing on, on the performance. Um, obviously, I would have liked to have seen Jack play a full game, but the, as they've already explained. That that's not going to happen. Maybe the next day. I, I honestly don't know. Um, El Mahamedy started as we would have expected with Matty Cash carrying that injury. And I suppose Courtney House was the um, was the one that was uh, a bit left field because we we, we weren't sure that that uh, Mings had picked up a, an injury that would have ruled him out. And I don't think it was said in in the uh, press conference either. So. Um, other than that, I suppose it was, it was Ramsey in for Barkley, and very few could have uh, argued with that after Barkley's performance the other night. And then it's more or less as you were. Yeah, and I think that's fair enough. Um, I suppose realistically, of all the players that were there and and, and they played tonight and or today, should I say, and we saw um, there was a bit of there was, there was a couple of flat performances for in in, in the eleven, and this is. You know, you know me. I'm usually one that will come in here and po- paint positive light. And I do have some positives from this game, but I was just, re- I felt really let down, not let down, but I felt really kind of um, disappointed with how flat our midfield is. We haven't sorted out the number ten position. Jacob Ramsey didn't do it again today. Not killing the kid for being 19 years of age and being told literally turn this whole game around. Uh, Carney Chukmoenka wouldn't have done as good uh, a better job than him. Uh, but sorry, I can't say he wouldn't have. I don't think he would have done a better job than him. You know, this game was turned out to be a bit more difficult than we thought. But we should have overrun our midfield, and we just didn't. And I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that we spent too much time in in reverse trying to get. We spent too much time today in reverse trying to get set back in our defensive setups. I think Dean Smith went out to overrun them in midfield. It just didn't happen because I don't think Jacob Ramsey got to the pitch of the game today, and I think Douglas Louise in a defensive sense, was quite poor today. I don't think he did his job as a defensive midfielder uh, to, to, to the way that we know he can do. Um, it's just, the midfield is too scattered at the moment. It, it's it's just too scattered. And um, I don't know what to do with it. Well, I do know what to do, but I don't know what to do with the players that we have at our disposal in there, other than maybe see if we can bring in a Kamba, see if we can maybe play Jack in, in the cent- in, in, uh, number 10 role and, and see if we can just get some semblance of coherence, coherent midfield play um, mm. at some stage before the season ends. But, you know, this is... Mid, don't be surprised, guys. Don't be surprised if we see two new new faces in in midfield this year and maybe those two two of those people start. I think McGinn is... McGinn, in fairness to him, has never let the side down from an effort standpoint. Don't think Douglas Luiz has let the side down from an effort standpoint as well. It's just he's been kind of caught from the from a defensive standpoint a couple of times, and we just have not sorted out the number ten position. I don't think we've sorted out the number ten position since 
since Barkley got injured after two minutes against Brighton, I think it was, we haven't sorted out the number 10 position. And it's been yeah. one of the biggest reasons why Douglas Louise and John McGinn haven't been able to perform as well is because it's just midfield has become too passive and we don't have anything sticking up there in the number 10 position either. So it's 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 an interesting one. It's an interesting one uh, for me, and I think that's that was the that was really the crux of a lot of the game today. That like so, James mm-hmm. McCarthy, um, Eze, who is fantastic, he really is. He's very good, but James McCarthy and Jeffrey Schlupp out out muscled us and outran us today in midfield. And uh, realistically, Jeffrey Schlupp had some of the worst tackles I've ever seen today. Like they were laughable, some of them, but. He, that, that midfield got the better of us and and, 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 and that's really what happened in, in my view. Am I going on a rant there, something completely off the wall, Paddy, or do you, do you no, think the no, same? Or? Fair enough, I, I felt we were we were lacking you know, I, I, I'm I'm reluctant to say anything bad about John McGinn because as you say the, the effort he puts in is absolutely phenomenal Um, so you know, he's a, he's a, crack, he's a cracking guy to have around the team his energy never wanes. He, he's he's always put one hundred and ten percent into it. Um, does it always transpire into a great performance? No, but look, we're going to have days like that that it just doesn't work out. And today was probably one of his better days. In fairness, I, I thought I thought he he did everything he possibly could. Um, Ramsey, on the other hand, struggled to get into it. And as you say, I thought Louise was was one of his poorer games for Aston Villa. But um. You know, we've got to take into consideration um, we're playing El Mohamedy, who's probably has his best days behind him at Premier League level and Courtney House had to come in um, relatively um, off the pace of, of Premier League football, you would imagine. So there's, there's a lot of uh, permutations there when we talk about the performance. Um, but look, we, we got out of the blocks well. We started well. I thought we mm-hmm. were far away. Um, and even before... Um, McGinn scored. I, I really thought we were going to run away with the game, but it just never happened. No, and that's where I feel a bit let down as well because uh, the positivity, like the first 20 minutes, I literally went, Oh, this is great. I could probably put on, I could maybe bring in a couple of carrots and, and uh, maybe a couple of spots and start peeling them while I'm watching the match. And sure, if I miss <laughs> five or ten minutes of the match, it'll be fine because we've got this one under control. And uh, it started when Benteke's header. I, I don't particularly blame anyone for Benteke's header. I just think the cross was. Pr- I think the cross was really good. Like there's and any striker in the world is going to get above most defenders, if not any defender in the world. The way that just happened, you can say Courtney Howe's lost. If he has his hands on your on your back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you can say that Courtney Howe's lost him, and Dan Goodman was trying to say that. And Paddy, I know. I don't want to trigger you with Dan Goodman. We're actually not going to talk about commentators because we could. This this needs to be a short one, otherwise it would just get very ranty altogether. <laughs> and I know you have had a rant about John Goodman, who I who I normally like. I just felt today it was just a small bit off the wall. But anyway, we're not going to go there, as I said. Yeah. Um, Dan Goodman did say that Courtney Howe's lost him. I, I don't think he did. I think there was. I think um, Benteke just backed up and just happened to you know be in the right place at the right time. I think when that cross comes in, it was a great cross. And uh, it was a very good header. But we got back again. John McGinn's goal, we never talked about it. A worm burner, passed it into the corner. Captain Meatball all day long. We were set up for a fantastic win in Setthurst Park, as we said. The first time that we would have won there um, since 2014. You know, mm. and the second time we would have won there since since 1981. So these are a bogey team of ours, and we've been disappointed more often than not. And then the second goal comes, Paddy. Um, I actually can't remember what the second goal was like. I know I'm worried as he scored it. But yeah. I can't remember what it's like. It's kind of completely fresh in my mind. Take us through 
ball ball went up in the air. Um, oh yes, very, very clever work from Ollie Watkins, headed it backwards into the path of Anwar Al Ghazi, who had a lot to do with a bouncing ball, and you know it was uh, it was very well struck and and a great goal. Um, the, the issue I have is is actually in between McGinn and Benteke's goal, where we just sat back and let them back into the game. Did absolutely we, nothing. Yeah, yep. I felt I felt they were there to be taken off at that, be picked off at that stage. But it was like as if Benteke's goal spurred us back into action. And then we did the exact same thing again. We got the goal and we sat back. And for me, that was a bit hard hard to take. Um, you know, we, we're, after, we're after scoring two really good goals. We went into halftime 2-1 up. Um, you can only imagine that the team talk was, from what we saw, it's uh, that Dean Smith wanted more of the same. But... You can't you can't sit back and say yeah more is the same when the opposition come out and change it up a little bit and and play with a lot more intensity which is what happened so the team talk should have been more of the same unless they do this and then we've got to do that but that never happened so we never counteracted their intensity in the second half and credit where it's due I can't stand the word intensity I'm sorry I got to stop you there I can't stand the word intensity because how do you measure it like we were yeah, every bit as intense looking, looking at what they're doing you know they, yeah, they, and, they, up, and they up their game they up their pressing they up their their their, uh, their squeeze on us they, they're just completely different team in the second half yeah, and then yet the, yet the two goals they scored were a missed kick from Eze that just falls his way into Tariq Mitchell's oh, yeah. path and, and one that comes off from Margazi's arse. So, like, I'm trying to temper this as well that, you know, at, we played shit today in good pair, good portions of the game. We still scored two goals, you know, so we were actually, when we were playing poorly, we still got goals. Yet they, to beat us, they their two goals were v- extremely ridiculously fortuitous. Yes, they did oh, hit the post. Yeah. They did hit the bar and they hit everything like that. And yeah, yeah. they did, but... I don't think like, and this is where I'm getting at is that, you know, that I don't think a rousing team talk or uh, or change at halftime would have changed this because I think I, I'm kind of on on the on the pathway of saying that like if it's going to go in off Amber Gazi or um, Ahmed Ahmed El Mohamedi's arse, it's going to go in off his arse regardless of what tactics you play. If Eze is going to hit, going to miss hit a ball and it just falls and a fella doesn't even know what he's doing with it and turns his turns his back to it, hits right. him in the shoulder and goes in. You know what? What are you going to do with these? Let's rephrase I, I'm just... it. Let's rephrase it, right? So I I send the team out for the second half. The words that are ringing in their ear is. Get the next goal. End of story. Yeah. Go out, up your game. Get the next goal, and then fucking sit back if you like when you have a two goal advantage. That's yeah. the way. That's the way I would have approached it. I don't know whether that's what he said, and they didn't do it. Yeah, that's the yeah. way. I, that's the yeah. way I would have looked at it from that point of view. They were there for the taking. If we'd have gone out in the ascendancy in the in the second half, I feel we would have beaten them and would have beaten them well. If not three one, it would have been four or five one. Mm. And we were two one up when they brought on Jack Grealish. And like yeah. my thoughts are, you know, that that is Dean Smith. Look, listen, that Dean Smith did say that to them to go out within. So like, like well, this is all hypothetical, you know, mm. both of what we're saying. Like, why do you, you don't bring on Jack Grealish if you don't want to push on and get another goal? And he brought oh, him yeah. on. And I, I I think it was a case of he's going to bring him on to control the ball, to, to carry the ball forward and to, and, and to give our defense a bit of respite. But it just didn't happen. And no. look, I know I, I'm not here trying to make apologies for anybody before I get pelters on Twitter because I've got enough of them already today in the DMs about Courtney House. And, you know, that which I think, to be honest, it was 
was a small bit too much. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, I'm just here trying to say that, you know, Dean Smith brought on Jack Grealish to try it. And he brought him on early enough. I think he brought him on around the 65th, 65th minute. We were 2-1 up at that stage. And I'm not saying that Jack Grealish lost his game. The reason what I'm trying to do is get into the mentality of him that he said, right, things aren't going well here. We need to get control of the ball. These guys don't want control of the ball. They're sitting back. I'm going to bring on Jack to try and carry the ball forward. It just didn't happen. It just didn't happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so while I'm I'm an unashamed Dean Smith apologist, if that's what somebody wants to call me, you know, you got to take. And this isn't you, Paddy. I'm not saying this about you, just in case you you, you think I'm having oh, a good off you. You know what camp I'm sitting in with Dean Smith. I, I'm I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah, I'm just playing devil's advocate of what went on in the dressing room at halftime, and I was yeah, disappointed. Course, yeah, I was yeah. disappointed at our attitude from the start of the second half. I thought it could have. Yeah. I thought it could have been better. I thought the work rate could have been higher. We struggled to get Jack Jack Grealish into the game, and when you struggle to to get Jack Grealish into the game, you expect us to be playing a lot better opposition, and we just couldn't do it. Yeah, he got kicked up and down. Now, in fairness to him, Joel Ward had four oh, yeah. or five nibbles out of him before he got a yellow card. You know, little bits like that. And uh, to be honest with you, for a finish, Jack was getting fouled, and the ref wasn't giving any freeze because he was like, "Shit, this guy's after coming on. And he's getting kicked up and down the field. I'm gonna have to protect him." And if you know, yeah. yeah. But like yeah. once again, that's not the reason that we lost. The reason we lost because because Everton put in a, put in a bit more effort. Um, I just can't tie that back to a team uh, to a team talk because I wasn't there. That's that's kind of what I what what I'm saying. But from what I saw from the game was that from what I saw from the game was that when he brought on Jack, the, he obviously wasn't happy with stuff, and that's why he brought on Jack Grealish was to was to have that person carrying the ball forward so that we could give our our, our defense a small bit of a respite. Um, so we go three one down, and then he brings on two go two uh two strikers, which um. Again, you know, people could could term that as reactionary, but once again, I don't know what like I I don't know what you're supposed to do in that instance. Paddy, would you have liked to seen the Kamba come on at some stage? Like, like what options do we have to do to shore up defense at two one? Like because he was damned, he was damned if you do and bring on somebody and sit back, Mm -hmm. or then he brings on Grealish and he's damned if you don't and you try and go for it. Then when 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 like things don't go your way for over a 10 minute period so like, I just can't understand I I, I I might be wrong like that's all I'm saying what do you do for, for me it would have been Nakamba after about 10 minutes of the second half That that's what I felt okay. um, for Louise um, I actually w- it actually wouldn't have been for Louise it would have been for Jacob Ramsey who struggled to get into the game throughout okay. and I would yeah. have pushed John, yeah. McGon- John McGinn on a little bit further that's personally what I would have done Um he obviously felt we had enough to curtail them for, for that period of time. But they got twenty three shots on goal, which meant the midfield weren't doing his work. We weren't we weren't closing them down early enough. We weren't weren't dealing with them in midfield at all, and uh, they eventually played their way back into it. Obviously, they got two very fortuitous goals, and then it had to be a reaction towards the end. And I've absolutely no problems with the substitutions. Um, it actually reminded me of the the. the Ireland game against Holland in 2001 when I think Holland had six mm. strikers on the pitch at that stage of, of the game and yeah. they, they couldn't break us down. And just because you have more strikers on doesn't mean it's going to happen. So look what Alisson did today. You know, you don't know where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. madness. It's madness. But look, it's um, I, I'm certainly not... Um, I'm not pissed off at the... I, I'm pissed off with the, how the game has gone. I'm not pissed off with Dean Smith by any stretch of the imagination. I'm I'm just giving my opinion of of what I of felt could could have changed and, and could have changed the the outcome that we're talking about now. Like 
I, I, at one stage, the, the change you said you would make there, I think, would have been the same change I would have made, or yeah. bring Jack on this, bring Jack on through the center. But, um, because well, I, I just think, don't, I think I, the uh, second half, the two wingers went missing, not that they went missing, they just couldn't get the ball. That's what yeah. I felt. So I felt, I felt Jack needed to come on at that stage, and you know, he. he in the end, he just couldn't add to it either. He couldn't get enough. Well, every time he got the ball, he got kicked, which is mm. beyond me. Because how many times this season have we seen one of our players make their first foul of the day and get yellow cards, yet your man had mm. to wait four or five to get a yellow card? It's frustrating. It's really frustrating. There's a reason he, he missed a third of a season and still is the most foul player in the league. It's because he's targeted the minute he comes on and if a referee's not strong enough to deal with it then we're in a bit of trouble because I reckon yeah. he, he books Ward for maybe the second or third free kick they're on the back foot every time Jack Grealish gets the, gets the ball they have to double up on him because they can't risk Ward getting another yellow card so yeah. it was poor refereeing from my point from my opinion um, he could have dealt with it earlier there was, there was a couple as well that he let go it wasn't only Jack Grealish there was another one later on that um, I think it might have been John McGinn and they, they actually nearly scored from it, from what I remember, or they got a really good chance from it. Um, but look, I'm not, uh, the, on, the only people I'm blaming is ourselves. And, and I think the star, I think yeah. what, what gave them um, a bit of hope was the fact that we stopped playing after scoring the first goal meant that they could come out to the second half and have a good goal. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, o- overall, a, a pretty disheartening game, to be honest. It was disheartening from. Um, I, I think there's a lot of things that are that that we could we could point to in it that you know we just didn't uh, just unexplained kind of things that we just didn't want to see creeping into our to our performances. Uh, smacks an awful lot of mid season last season, you know that kind of performance mm-hmm. today. Yep. Go missing, thinking we've done enough, not having the, not having any kind of um, impetus to come back and grab it by the grab by the scuff of the neck. Um, but look. It's uh, it, it's definitely it's definitely one I think every single player on the field would want back. They'd want to do a mulligan on that one over the course of uh, over the course of a season. They're going to look at that game, and, and I think they're not going to be too happy with it. Same with the Burnley game, but and it was very reminiscent of the Burnley game, to be honest with you. And what you um, what you've also got to take into, which is a huge thing today, um, we started that game without our captain, our vice captain, and Maddie Cash has been one of our players of the season. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know we, we've got we've got to we've we've got to be fair that you know when when you mix it up at that stage at this stage of the season you're going to get um things happen that are, that are are not good but look I th- this is something for further down the line but the sh- the sheer fact that this team has remained unchanged for most of the season bar you know the ones we could talk about the ones on the wing, the one, the Ross Barkley position, everything else usually kind of picks itself. You're, you're looking at people playing 90% of the games, if they're not suspended or or, or injured, they're going to play. So for me, the, the, the proof will be in the pudding of what we buy during the summer mm-hmm. and the way we're going to be able to mix it up game on game to suit whoever we're playing against, like Chelsea do, like Everton do, like Man United do. That's that's where we're going to have to be next season. That we we can put a team out against Crystal Palace and know that that team is going to do the job. Um, any one of the twenty five in our in our Premier League squad needs to be able to step up to the plate. And unfortunately, yeah. at the moment, we're a little bit short of that. Even in our first choice selection, we're a little bit short of that. So, what can yeah. we do? Um, I think I think this is one 
Um, this will be one of the low points, I think, of the season when we go back to review it and have a look at it. Um, for for a, for a team like uh, Crystal Palace to have 23 shots on us, admittedly, they didn't get them all away. There was some blocked and whatever. But uh, I, I think that's particularly disappointing showing for, for, from all of us today. And I think... Mm. Uh, I think Dean Smith knows that himself and he, he alluded to it in his post-match uh, conference. Yeah, I didn't see the post-match uh, chat afterwards with him. But um, yeah, I think, look, I, I, I think that uh, that we're going to see, I think we're going to see two midfielders maybe. I think we could see up to five players in this season, this off-season. I, uh, I, th- I think I think that's a must now at this stage. Well, actually, yeah, probably four anyway, definitely. I think we're going to see a left-back striker, a winger, and, and a big, strong um, midfielder come into that. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, they like I said, Cardi Chuck Mwenka wouldn't, wouldn't come off the bench today and, and do any better than, than, than Jacob Ramsey. But next year he might. You know, next year yeah. he might come, might make the breakthrough. Um, I'm not saying that none of these guys can do it. I think we, I think, I think our midfield gets really gets transformed with an absolute brutus in the middle of in the middle of the park. You know, well, or somebody, yeah. somebody like Indidi, somebody like N'Golo Kante, and I know I'm picking, I'm picking, uh, you know, gold from the golden tree there because they're two of the best at it in the world. But there are players out there. You know, there are definitely players out there that can do it. Like Leicester, Leicester found two of them. So. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get on to what's your man's name, Mackenzie. Rob Mackenzie found one of them. Let's get <laughs> on to him. Let's see, you know what we can do. He's in our backroom team with Johan Lange, and let's uh, let's see what those boys can do because this is going to be their first real transfer window, um, yeah. to, to to get cracking and to see what's going on. So I'm still enthused. I'm miffed over today. Pretty miffed. This is probably the most downtrodden I've been in the most almost first aggressively frustrated i've been on the podcast uh, mm. today and and as you can see i'm still able to to crack a smile and laugh a small bit because because i do see some positives before we go and we're gazzy congratulations again call up to the netherlands squad um 10 goals uh, in all competitions for the season um i put out a tweet there as well guys that you'll see the list of players that he, he scored more premier league goals than and um, without himself and bertrand shorey they're the most frustrating players to watch on your team, but without their 16 goals this season, I shudder to think where we will be between the two of them. So, um, look, I suppose it's not all about goal scoring, 100% get that, but there are some positives in their play, um, but until they get, get the consistency and get maybe an all-together game for the Premier League, which they can do. They, like, and guys, he's only still only 25. I think Bertrand yep. Troy is still only about that, 25, 26. Next year could be a big it could be a big year for the two of them. Yes, squad players bring someone in that's better than them. I'm all for it, but 16 goals, fair play to them. You know, you got you got to clap your hands to them because we would have cried out for two players to be able to to um or, or to to have to be able to spread their goals, should I say, out over the course of the team last year. So that is one one small positive. And another small positive is that Jack Grealish got a few more minutes, albeit he spent half of the time on the ground because he was booted up and down the place. But I think we're going to leave it there because I I uh yeah I said only ten minutes to Paddy and we're now twenty five minutes here talking. But um, thanks, everybody, so much for, for listening, as always. Thanks a million for the Team Sheet Tantrum today. It was actually great crack. They always are. They're, they're some of my favorite shows to do because uh, everybody has the excitement of the game ahead, regardless of what's happened in previous games. We always, as fans, we know, we're well used to it as Villa fans, of brushing off what happened the week before and coming at it with a fresh mindset again. Yeah, we might still feel as downtrodden afterwards, but it's that. It, and people say it's the hope that kills you, but I wouldn't change the hope for anything else, guys, in the, in, in the pre in feeling the feeling of watching a match and 
you know, waking up in the morning and having that kind of that excitement about the game because anything could happen when you're asking for the you might go out and beat Liverpool seven two or you might lose to Crystal Palace three two. You know, that's the roller coaster we signed up for, guys. But um we will be back um with a team sheet tantrum on Wednesday. I don't know what time just yet. Um I'm not sure uh, what, what time just yet, but we will have some sort of a team sheet tantrum um, on, on Wednesday. And as I said, thanks so much to everybody for listening as always. Paddy, I cut you off there. You were going to say something. Were you? I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, I, three... I know what it was. You were, you were talking about um, losing or win, losing 3-2 and winning 7-2. As, yeah. as David Bradley says, the, the lows make the highs higher and we just enjoy the highs when we yes. can. And I think there'll be a lot more um, better days than today next season, and I don't think Absolutely. we will. I don't. I don't envisage us having days like today next season. I think we will be a lot more measured and a lot more people involved, um, players involved. So yeah. I'm optimistic. Um, we just need to stick behind our team. We've got two tough games this week, and uh, there's no point in in going hell for leather on them because we've had an extraordinary season, and I'm very happy with it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um... Well done. Couldn't yeah, as I say, I couldn't say that's that's exactly how I feel myself as well. Um so that's everybody. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, if that wasn't, if you wanted to find out whether that was or wasn't what Paddy was gonna say, follow him on Twitter at Villa Paddy because he'll tweet it up later on, but you're gonna have to follow him to find out. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and likewise you can give us a follow here and give the podcast a follow on at Love McGrath Pod. Um, as I said, thanks very much to everybody for for all the things you do for the podcast. It's really appreciated. And um, look, not the not the the result we wanted today. Hopefully, we bounce back and we get a better bit of a more coherent and consistent performance against against Spurs um, on Wednesday. But uh, look, enjoy the rest of your enjoy whatever's left of your Sunday. Enjoy whatever's left of your or whatever you you do on your Monday and Tuesday. Be nice to each other out there, guys. Stay safe. And all that's left to say is up the villa up the villa sports social podcast network okay round two name something that's not boring Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.